Hey, Bitch Talkers, episode 261 of the Bitch Talk podcast. Booze interviews straight from the heart of San Francisco. Website's bitchtalkpodcast.com. Twitter's at bitchtalkpod. Facebook, Bitch Talk Podcast. Instagram, Bitch Talk Podcast, one word. Email is therealbtpod at gmail.com. And it's just me and Ange here trying for the third time to actually <laughs> record a podcast. It's hard when our producer's not here. We're useless and we, without her. We are useless without her. Um, <laughs> and she... No. Uh-uh. <laughs> oh, not no, mine. That's not Sorry. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Um, so I like when I like when men interrupt our podcast. We keep it's getting the best part of for the love of Jesus. Anyways, so around um, four minutes. I mean, she can leave it. In. I don't care. Okay, sorry. Somebody just opened the door as we were recording and interrupted us. So yeah, there you have it. Welcome, welcome everybody. <laughs> um, Mercury's not in retrograde, but yeah. it's about to be, and I can feel I'm it. I'm feeling it. I've been in a bad mood all day long. <laughs> by the way, so that just helped it. Um, you didn't seem so earlier. Yeah, actually, yeah, I, it weaned off after this morning. And Did then, I help you wean? Maybe seeing me helped. I think seeing Bailey actually. Thanks, the, <laughs> the, dog. the dog. Yeah, just kidding. Helps yes. me too, and you. Um, but I got to also see our friends at the flower shop, which was nice. Um, but hey, I really quickly, want to tell everyone if you want to see us live, say hi, touch our mascot, if you will. We'll talk about <laughs> her in a minute. Um, you can see us live on Wednesday, April eighteenth at eight p.m. Uh, we're part of the Reimagine uh, event that's going on throughout the city throughout the week. And this is Re- Reimagine End of Life Presents Good Grief. And we're going to be at the Punchline in San Francisco with Chris Garcia, Reggie Steele, Ron Vai, and Dan Rothenberg. Amazing comedians. Amazing com- comedians. We're going to laugh through our grief. And uh, we're going to be bringing the podcast live at the end of the show, doing a really like quick panel and then Q&A. So that'll be really fun. You can go to letsreimagine.org to buy tickets. Uh, and actually, you should scroll through all of their scheduled events. They, I kind of want to go to everything, but I know I can't. Um, but but look through what they're doing. I, I really appreciate what they do. Uh, and uh, you can also look at the Punchline Comedy Club. Oh, my God. PunchlineComedyClub.com. <laughs> we have so much to talk about. That's why I'm rushing. PunchlineComedyClub.com. And you can buy tickets there. They're only 20 bucks, guys. $20. And the punchline is the... If you're going to see comedy in the city, you go to the Punchline. It's the best. Agreed. It's my it's favorite. My It's it's one of my favorites. Uh, and I love Milk Bar for comedy, which is free. Tonight. On Monday nights. Uh, most nights. And oh, they'll give you comedy pizza. comedy was most nights. Yeah. yeah. And they'll give you free pizza, guys. And maybe a homeless guy will uh, <laughs> steal your steal pizza, your pizza <laughs> and take the top and not off, topping it. off, asshole. <laughs> anyway. That, that kind of stuff only happens to you. Don't yeah, worry. Everybody out there, it won't happen to you. It's, it's true. Aaron only. Aaron only. Special. You're special. Yeah, so special. Um, also, I'm fondling our <laughs> really? our new mascot. Um, we're naming her Bonet. Miss Bonet, Miss Bonet Kravitz. Kravitz, yes. I don't know. Middle if name Momoa? Or Maybe. Is that too much? We'll see. Bonet Kravitz for sure. Right. If you want to know what Bonet, that is. Bonet Miss Kravitz, if you nasty. Yeah, we reference <laughs> a, the Bonet Kravitz uh, in a previous episode. I don't have it up right now. It's a bitch talk uh, sex move. If yeah, you will. if you will. Uh, a friend of the show, just when we posted pictures of our mascot that our producer, Shar was really excited. Like, Shar was way, I think, way more excited than even I was. I think I would have taken a bunch of pictures if it was delivered to me. Sure. If she I mean, was she got real excited <laughs> and sent us all these pictures of Bonet Kravitz, like, 
straddling the mic and <laughs> i don't know it was hilarious strapped her into her car yeah it was yeah. hilarious um but we love her thank you moon looms uh you're gonna be on the show soon but she's just a little eggplant with boobs and a snatch and and, and a, a little ass like junk in the trunk yeah. I didn't, you couldn't tell from the pictures but she's got some junk in the trunk I like it. and she's got I'm a, fondling a green snatch and she's just perfect she's perfect for us <laughs> <laughs> and she's soft Five years ago, if someone was like, what's going to be a mascot for your podcast? I would never have thought of Bonet. But An now, with boobs, yeah. Now I could never not think of Bonet. So thank you, Moonlooms. Uh, you can see her stuff on Instagram. It's underscore Moonlooms underscore, one word. Um, you can also find her on Etsy. Um, but Jackie, thank you. I'm looking at your stuff actually right now, and you're posting a really cute mermaid. We can't um, wait to meet you and the dolls. Yeah. Order one for yourself, please. They're softer than you could even imagine. Yeah, and she just keeps caressing it to her face. <laughs> I actually it use kisses. it as a phone. I was giving her sweet kisses. Yeah, we love her. We hope that a lot of famous hands hold her, and uh, we get to take pictures with people <laughs> holding her. Yeah, so but she'll be she'll be a featured you know part of our podcast from now on. So thank you. Uh, anything else we need to get to? Uh, before we just dive into it. So there's a lot going on in Oakland. Not only did I get a job there and I love it. I fucking love Oakland. Uh, I'm so happy I grew up in that area. Um, I'm reminded every day when I get there, except there's one thing <laughs> that I'll tell you about in a minute. But I love Oakland. I love the fucking diversity. I love mm -hmm. that where I work, the Oakland Museum of California is so diverse that I get to sit around tables of just people of all colors, all ages, right. um, everything. It's, it's really because uh, oddly enough, I've been hanging out more often in Oakland as well, and I get yes. that exact same feeling. Like, it's wow. You get on in San Gra Francisco. Granted, there is gentrification happening, right. and, and anybody that's lived there, especially lived there their whole lives, will be will say it's weird. Right. But still, not compared to San Francisco. Nothing compared to San Francisco. No. No. So it's, it's nice. It's refreshing to cross the bridge and and feel the difference. I can't tell you. I just, <laughs> I'm just, the thing is, I, I, I keep thinking in my head, I got, so I've been, I was brought in to help with an exhibition that's opening this, this coming Saturday, uh, March 24th. It runs through August 12th. It's called Respect Hip Hop Style and Wisdom. And uh, we did a, a quick walkthrough this past Friday. And the people that work on exhibitions, man, they, I think probably every exhibition is always like down to the wire because you still have things coming in and you got to figure out where things are going because I'm sure whatever you think, thing, wherever things are going to go in an exhibition, maybe it doesn't fit. Maybe it doesn't make sense. Maybe the lighting's not right. So you're always scrambling right. to that last minute, right? But you have a hard, you have a hard opening date. Mm -hmm. It's not like you'd be like, well, can we just wait a week? No. So I know these people are working 24-7, but uh, it's going to be really cool, you guys. So please come through. We're, we're lucky to be a part of, uh, Bitch Talk's going to be a part of the press opening in a few days and hope to get a lot of really fun interviews and interesting interviews because, you know, E-40 might show up. We're not sure. Uh, Mr. Fab might show up. We're not sure. Uh, there's going to be a lot of really cool people there and mm. a lot of uh, interesting art. It is really cool. I just, I'm not saying that because I work there. It is really cool. And, you know, if I die in the next six months, I want to be buried there. So just FYI, I'm saying it on like the air. Like sprinkled? Whatever. Sprinkle me. Sprinkle me. Oh, that's appropriate. It is. Sprinkle me. Sprinkle me. Sprinkle me now. Okay. So, uh, I'll, really. I will do that for you. I promise. When you walk through the doors, you're going to be like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Just, I want to live there for the Sweet. next six months. I can't wait. It's going to be so good. It All is, right. It's amazing. So, um, come visit the OMCA. Uh, okay, what else is happening in Oakland? Austin Huerta. 
the coffee shop. Yeah. So, <clears throat> where do I start with this? Do you want to start it, or you want me to no, start it? No, uh, you. I think you should. Uh, you should discuss. You. You can lay the the foundation. Okay. the The foundation is that there's a coffee shop in Oakland that is refusing to serve uh, uniformed police officers. The reason is is because all of this ISIS bullshit. Not ISIS. Ice. ISIS. <laughs> oh shit! Wow. I was even gonna let it slide. I know. I'm like, no, yep, ice, you're right. Yep. Ice. Ice. Keep speaking the truth. Yep. Ice. All um, the ice shit that's coming through. And, uh, yeah, kind of the ice and black lives matter. All I mean, of it's it. just all of it. They just, they, they say <clears throat> we don't feel safe with police around. Right. And they want their, they want as well as they, for their clients to feel safe and comfortable. Right. So that's what they're, they're claiming. What I, what I will do if you'll let me, since we do have a little time, um, I, I can read what they yeah. posted yeah, yeah. So, socially, um, until you want me to stop. But so they posted this, uh, God, a few weeks ago. What happened was uh, an officer came in right. who was also a person of color and he was um, suggested this coffee shop by a friend. Right. And he comes in and they refuse and it's this whole outrage right. and then they come out with this statement. Well, they said last Friday, February 16th, the police OPD um, entered our shop and was told by one of our worker owners that we have a policy of asking police to leave for the physical and emotional safety of our customers and ourselves. Since then, cops, well, they put cop supporters are trying to publicly shame us online with low reviews because this particular police visitor was Latino. He broadcasted to his network that he was refused service at a local business, and now the rumblings are spreading. Uh, we know in our experience working on campaigns against police brutality that we are not alone saying that police presence compromises our feelings of physical and emotional safety. There are those that do not share that sentiment, be it because they have a friend or relative who is a police person, because they are white or have adopted the privileges whiteness affords, affords them, because they are home or business owning or whatever the particular case may be. Um, if they want to... If they want to make claims about police being part of the community or claims that race trumps the badge and guns when it comes to police, they must accept that the burden of proof for such cla a claim is on them. Um, I don't know if I'm going to read the rest of this. No, I long. think that that's... So, look, they have the right to refuse it's service. It's legal. Yeah. It's legal. It doesn't matter. It's their company, yeah. And I, I get where they're coming from, of course. There's a lot of pain... And a lot of outrage. And uh, in another statement, they or maybe it's the same one later on, they say just because things are better right now for this week doesn't mean that everything's fixed, you know, and it'll take more than just, you know, I, I don't know. Um, I understand where the pain is coming from. And thankfully, I, I personally, nothing like that has ever happened to me personally with police, but I, I get it. And the, there's anger there. And I feel the anger, too. But I, I don't. I don't think that you don't fight darkness with with darkness. In in my opinion, um, you fight it with light, right? And um, a, a lot of uh, Oprah was on Van Jones recently, mm. and she's I wrote took notes because she said it a lot more eloquently than I could have, and, and it pertains to this situation. She says you don't give energy. Um, you don't give your energy to the other side. Like when Trump was dissing her and talking shit to her, she, yeah. they're asking for her response. And she's like, I'm not going to give my energy to that. Right. And um, she says, you have to be a warrior of light. What you're putting out comes back to you. The energy you give is the energy you get. We talk about that all the time. Mm -hmm. 
and you can't fight it head on. You have to transcend it. Right. I, I, so anyway, go go on, because then something happened later with the protests. And, but that's my initial feeling was like, I get it. I get why you're fucking pissed. Me too. Um, but that wouldn't be how I fight Handle it. it. There, there needs to be a conversation. Like, how are you going to make it better, though? Right. Instead of like all of our neighbors, let's all rally together and say, fuck them kind of thing that, you know, that's kind of what my what, what are you what are you thinking? I, well, I've been watching Flint Town. So I'm a little influenced by that as oh, well. Oh yeah, have you I been saw watching that? that? No, I added it to my list, but it's very good. I'm not finished with it. I think we're three or four episodes in. It's very police heavy in terms of the angle that they've taken, but I, I can see where it's changing. Um, but it's police that are black and white because that's what the community is in Flint. Um, it's kind of like there's no in between. It's black and white because, well, anyways, if you watch, you you'll understand what I'm saying. So I I'm when this all happened and I'm watching Flint Town, I kind of get it. Um, whenever I'm around police officers or they come into an establishment I'm at, there is that just, it changes. It's You're that right. arrogance, absolutely of. They're coming in with guns, not, you know, it's still in their holsters, but it's just a very different presence than when they're not there. I don't know if they bring it in with them and or or we're just feeding off of what they when they come in and just being aware of them. No, I, I, I agree. I agree. It happens all the time. Look, all the coffee shops down the street from my house, the cops are always walking in. Right. Well, you're just up the street from one of the main yeah police uh, stations in San Francisco but a lot of them are really friendly and I, I mean most of them I've never but it does change the energy changes and I like I said I, I understand where they're coming from and I agree with um, their anger and 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 I was talking to um, I was interviewing some uh, OG po- protesters from back in the day San Francisco mm-hmm. late 60s during the war and all that and they were like we're pissed and sometimes when you're and often when you're nice you don't get listened to so we have to yell so so i understand that and um, but i don't know i'm gonna buy coffee for them. <laughs> well i would i'm not saying i wouldn't support them i'm just saying that's not how i would right. have gone about it because now more recently they had all these protesters coming from the far like make america great again oh but they're patriots Calling themselves patriots, but and standing in the, front of the Did you the see the shop. picture of them? Yeah, it's like five people. Yeah, so, so no, it wasn't it's a ridiculous. huge. It wasn't a no. huge pouring, and uh, if anything, it's going to help the coffee shop, and more people are going to go there because of it. Right. Um, but I, th- I think what I'll do really quickly. Let me. I'll finish reading their response because it still makes sense to me. They're coming from a place where they're, and their workers are. They haven't had positive responses to cops. Yeah. And you're right. You know, there should be maybe a community meeting or something between the two. Maybe that's going to be what's next. I don't know. But they're, but they're also they're not, they're not, they don't have to do, that's not their right. job is to do that. They're not no. politicians. Right. All they're saying is we want to feel safe. Right. And it doesn't and make w- us feel safe. And you guys don't make us feel safe. Yeah. And so there's that a, I, I completely understand. There's a lot of issues also going back just the last few years of the OPD and the sex scandal that happened with the girl that was a minor. Do you remember that? Just within the last two years, um, there was a girl that a lot of the police oh, officers yeah. were passing around, <laughs> basically. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, so there's there's a lot to be said about OPD. Um, but I'll finish this really quickly, and, and, and then we can move on, because there's a lot 
more things happening in Oakland. Uh, let's see. OPD's recent attempts to enlist officers of color and its short-term touting of fewer officer-involved shootings does not reverse or mend its history of corruption, mismanagement, and scandal, nor a legacy of blatant repression. The facts are that POC women and queer police are complicit in upholding the same law and order that routinely criminalizes and terrorizes black and brown and poor folks, especially youth, trans, and houseless folks. For these reasons and so many more, we need the support of the actual community to keep this place safe, not police. Especially in an area faced by drug sales and abuse, homelessness, and toxic, this is the thing that gets me, toxic masculinity, Mm -hmm. as we see here on this block. We want to put this out to our communities now in case we end up facing backlash because, as we know, OPD, unlike the community, has tons of resources, many of which are poured into maintaining smooth PR, public relations to uphold power. It will be no surprise if some of those resources are steered toward discrediting us for not inviting them in as part of the community. Uh, I I think they have a voice. I agree that, or I I understand that they feel threatened, and it's it's their right to say that. And I I I'm just saying, okay, where where's this conversation going to lead right. to something productive? Right. Like because what's the next step? Right, and that, and that I feel like that's what everybody should focus on instead of oh well they're not patriots or this and that like okay let's listen let's listen to what they're saying right. and try to understand it and then and then move on from that right in a productive manner and the but with Lib- with Libby Schaff so these protesters right. so we'll move on to Libby Schaff that's that's story 2 of Oakland <laughs> yeah but actually that um i think uh so Libby Schaff the mayor of Oakland uh, a few weeks ago, gave a heads up to all of the mm-hmm. residents that she heard ice raids were going to happen in the following week. And this caused, a, which they did, they did happen. Sorry. And they happened to non-threatening, non-violent people, not people with records or anything, like mothers pulled away from their daughters yes. and a father and, you know. Teachers. Teachers. These, these are family College members. College professor, professors. Oh, my God. These are tax, taxpayers. Yes. People with jobs. Yeah. These are not the people that were threatened by. These are people that are giving back to their com- the communities. Right. Um, so she was protecting her constituents, which is her job. And, and what she did technically was not even illegal. So um, there's been a lot of outrage. And did 45 even call her out by name? I don't remember. I think Sarah Huckabee did. Uh, mentioned Libby Schaff. Well, uh, then Mike Pence came to California and spoke at the Capitol and called her out too. Okay, so it was Pence as well. I think yeah. uh, Huckabee and Pence. But um, yeah, props to Libby Schaff for for looking out for her constituents, and uh, that's why these protesters that were outside of Asamorte went from there to an event that <clears throat> Libby Schaff was speaking right. at and protested her as well. Again, it was five people. Just FYI, Most, yeah, mostly white, uh, and whatever. Uh, going back to, because I thought this was interesting, um, in the article about Asta Muerte, Muerte. um, I thought this was important to read. Refusing to serve police officers isn't new, but usually the individuals taking a stand are employees of a larger chain restaurant and they often swiftly relieved, sorry, and they're often swiftly relieved of their jobs afterward. Workers have been fired for turning, uh, turning down cops at 
both a Little Caesars and a Taco Bell in Alabama, at a Whataburger, which I love, (laughs) and a McDonald's in Texas, and at a Noodles and Company in Virginia, among countless other less reported examples. Uh, Other chains, Dunkin' Donuts, have issued apologies after their workers told uniformed officers to beat it. What's different about Austin Huerta is that it's the shop's unofficial policy for all employees and for all officers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's not the first time, you guys. But they're not firing their employees um, this time around for taking a stand. So yeah, Oakland is really in the news a lot. <laughs> it's been interesting because uh, our museum and the Oakland A's get roped into social media conversations about liberal Oakland and that no one should visit us or, you know, go to the museum or go to Oakland A's games because we're part of this whatever city that's because going Oakland against had the, the president. When they had the gay uh, pride day or something oh, like Oakland that. Oh, Oakland A's? That was the big, yeah, that was a big. That was a big thing yeah. uh, because they only started having uh, Pride Night within the last pride few years. Pride Night, that's what it is, yeah. Uh, yeah. With the help of Aaron Dolan. I'm sad that she's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, not gone, like dead, but that she left it. <laughs> the area to go to DC, but she helped that along. But, um, yeah, I don't know. We just, we get roped into a lot of Oakland conversa- conversations as a, as a whole. Uh, we were tagged like in a Fox and friends, something on Facebook. Oh God. Yeah. Like it's, it's to that level where organizations that are big in Oakland are getting roped into all these conversations and we're really leftist and liberal and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'd have it no other way. So yeah, then don't visit. <laughs> exactly, and it's and it's good to to make to make news and and hopefully yeah. cause a conversation, right? Even though we haven't said anything, even though we're not a part of this at all, but uh, just because we're we're a museum and we're a quote unquote liberal organization, uh, just shit on us. So, anyways, that's happening in Oakland. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to tell a quick funny story. Please do. Did you hear about the uh, the orthodontist? So this is uh, referring to uh, Black Panther. No, so, I didn't hear anything about that. Okay, so we saw Black Panther. I saw it twice. I didn't even tell you that I saw it what? twice. But anyway, an orthodontist, an orthodontist posted on Tumblr that a patient came in for an emergency visit. She snapped her wire on her retainer when Michael B. Jordan takes off his shirt. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, this orthodontist, and the post is hilarious. He's like cussing, he's cracking up, and he's like, she clenched, uh, she clenched so hard she snapped it. She was a 17-year-old. And he he writes, that is the funniest shit ever to me. This 17-year-old girl (laughs) thirsting so goddamn hard she busted steel. (laughs) Hey. So his post went- Wakanda forever. Right. Exactly. And that, (laughs) I mean, when he takes out, I mean, I understand it. So anyway, his post went viral. And then his patient saw it and she responded to it and she said, her, she's actually 18, oh. her name's Sophia Robb from California. Oh. So she came forward hey, and said, hey, wait, Sophia. that girl is me. Uh-huh. That's my orthodontist. This this is a post about me. I'm going to kill myself. Like super oh, embarrassed. Oh. <laughs> no, no, sorry. That was joking. She said it right, right. facetiously. And then Michael B. Jordan followed her <gasps> and offered to replace her retainer, oh. Oh. quote, since he feels partially responsible. <laughs> His body is Isn't partially. Isn't that fucking awesome? <laughs> His bo- <laughs> These are the moments when I love social media. That's, it's true. That's hilarious. It's hilarious. I mean, it comes around. People see. I. By the way, this is the the fifth weekend. By the fifth weekend that Black Panther uh, tops the weekend box office. It's the third film in two decades to do so, 
It has made, let me look. So crazy. 1.2, oh no, no, no. 1.8 billion worldwide. (laughs) Ryan Coogler, did you know this like four or five years ago? I would have just invested in something. Right? Damn it. Seriously. (sighs) We're just sharing burgers in in Berkeley just a few years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about our relationships. Anyways, um, what a guy. Yeah. (laughs) uh i want to be linked to whatever he does next please and thank you uh what else i don't really know uh it's women's month national is it every month month is women's month (laughs) it's women's history month and yeah and i wanted to give a shout out to women for inventing beer i don't know if you know that and cheese by the way i mean so many great (laughs) things but i felt like for bitch talk beer was appropriate sure yes and cheese cheese. yeah yeah Yeah. back in the mesopotamia days uh women you guys i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) i have to tell you i just love angela (laughs) she just she has her little notebook out i do she's reading like i don't know when she took these notes but i love it she's just reading them it's so cute it's a note from another bitch talk uh, right. basic Ever, bitch yeah, that Evergreens. I didn't get to. <laughs> yeah, you can still get to it. I love it. No, because I was like, well, I want to give a shout out to women for inventing something. So then I looked up and I picked my favorite one, which was beer, clearly. But yeah, this is back in ancient Mesopotamia. And uh, Ninkasi and Sumerian are the goddesses of brewing and beer. Cute. And their mother was the goddess of procreation. So apparently it was always connected. Yep. Fucking and Something's booze. never changed. Booze yep. Getting drunk and getting knocked up. Oh, man. America. America. Mer- Mesopotamia. Mer- uh, <laughs> we're so busy next month, everyone. I'm just, please, please be patient with us. It's really, it's all good in, in, a, in a million ways, but it's all of us juggling our schedules. I'm just being real because yeah, it's now we're finally, this happened before and then whatever, the whole show changed, which is great. And and Ange is still an unofficial co-host. Whatever, <laughs> um, sure, we're still gonna go with that. Uh, but finally, we're like, we got way too much happening. We need to start like Google. Yeah, should we have a calendar? It. Yeah. So now we're gonna be nerds and calendar ourselves. But um, we have a lot of interviews and just a lot of events this coming month and hopefully in the next few months. Uh, and we're also looking to in the not too f- uh, distant future. Um, having some sponsorship finally. So Yeah, which is crazy. So, I mean, you've been listening this long. We haven't had any commercials, so please bear with us. You no know. corporate dollars have funded this podcast. Yeah, they <laughs> none, zero. Maybe my Amex. <laughs> not by not by uh or by fault. We've um, given a lot of money to Jameson. Does that count? The person or No, the bottle. <laughs> <What> it- <laughs> <laughs> that one person. That one no, person. the Jameson Corporation. I've given a lot of money, yeah, to booze uh, <laughs> for the show, but um, and to the website and to Libsyn. But um, yeah, I mean, this is, I don't know, this is why you pursue things you want to pursue, right? Eventually you'll get paid. So uh, yeah. it's exciting. There are things that are happening finally. So thanks for supporting us and tweeting at us and uh, emailing us. I was going through our website. I, and I don't know why it's not happening all the time, but 
I don't always get notified through our Gmail when someone emails us through our website. And so I went through it the other day. I'm like, who's emailing us? Some were just like, fuck you, eat pussy harder or something like that. And I'm like, ew, <laughs> delete. Um, sure, thank you. Are those people that listen or just randomly I think email everyone? I think fuck it's you, Russia. It's just Russia. Oh, got yeah, it. Yeah, it's that kind of thing. Got it. It's a bot. Um, there were a couple of guests things that came through which i was like oops sorry now it's too late to even answer they're fine like people that wanted to come on yeah like pitches yeah which is i'm gonna have to start looking at the website uh whatever Hmm. yeah more uh what else was on there that i thought was funny i think that's it trying to remember but i was like oh i need to like start looking at this too oops Oops, sorry. Well, the funny thing is, I agree. More people should eat pussy harder. It was something like that, <laughs> but it was—it didn't even make that much Little sense. Little did they know that's not an insult. That's all I'm getting at. Yeah, but I thought the subject line, fuck you, was funny because I was like, oh, we're finally getting hate mail. And then it was just <laughs> some stupid Russian bot. Just whatever, making no sense. So hmm. any hoodles. Uh, we're going to have to wrap it up. Uh, I'm sorry this isn't a longer episode because Angie and I tried three times to start this recording. <laughs> Char, we need you. Damn yeah, it. It's just, you know, when Char's not here. But actually, uh, I want to say thank you to Anne. She's been pulling her weight because I've had this new job and can't go to all of our interviews or I'm trying to figure that out. So she did Thoroughbreds, which you can find. Um, it's a film that came out a couple weeks ago. Oh, thank you for reminding me. I should oh. say Boner. There you go. Boner. Bone Kravitz. <laughs> our mascot. But, um, and also, uh, Atsur, Atsuko. 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 Hiriyagam. Oh, fuck. Hiriyagam. Ni. Ni. Hiriyagani. Yes, that's what it is. Um, who's a local director. Of Oh Lucy, which of, is yeah. a crazy film. If go you can it. find it near you, it's. It's a dark comedy. It's, it's great. Josh Hartnett, if you've been looking for him for a while. Mega Mulali, by the way. Mega Mulali cameo. Yeah. 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 It's really good. Uh, it is very dark, but it's interesting. And it's it's a film that, uh, you know, isn't Marvel, even though we just talked about Black Panther, which is very different. But uh, it's just not something you'll see every day. I really enjoyed it. And again, the director... Is, um, she's great she also lives in san francisco and has been here since the 90s i think she said in her mm-hmm. interview so yeah check that out she's thank- like our age ish she's my age i'm pretty sure <laughs> you think okay yeah. maybe but thank you for picking up that's been fun okay is it yeah okay. absolutely yeah. all right i love doing it but thank you for doing that uh i don't have any john stamos news except that he posted i think his lady had a i just don't care anymore um uh, i do mercy. really if he comes are on you, are you gonna shift to no i'm not another shifting. man okay I mean, if I shifted, it'd be John Hamm, but Jessime already took him, so... Would it really be John Hamm? You have others. Who Who's else? that dude on HBO that you're talking about all the time? HBO? There's an HBO show. Fuck, what is it? Oh, um... Thoreau? Hmm, I don't know. Oh, we'll talk about it later. Adam Scott. <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm only God. laughing because it's not like I could talk a lot about him. I don't think there's a lot of news like John Stamos about him, but mm. I love him. We'll keep thinking. Yeah. We'll just look at Bonet Kravitz. Maybe it's a Bonet Kravitz minute. You know, at this point, she's here. She's hanging out. She's so fucking cool. Yeah. She's rad. Thank you, Jackie. We'll see you in the uh, studio soon, Jackie. And uh, I've never loved a doll so much. I know. I was You're the biggest really, tomboy, and I just. You're really holding her. I just. <laughs> You're really caressing. <laughs> a lot of touching. Soft. She's soft. I'm afraid she's going to get really too manhandled. Anyways, by, by us. 
I have to remember her everywhere we go. Anyways, um, I actually will take her on the red carpet tonight for Isle, Isle of the Dogs. Fine. Isle of Dogs, uh, the new Wes Anderson film. I'm taking little Koki on the red carpet for doggies tonight, and I'll bring Bonet Kravitz. Fine. Sorry. She can I make a cameo. She can make a cameo. So uh, that's it. Episode 261 of the Bitch Talk Podcast. We will see you very soon. Bitch, please.